Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Junior, and I have a long-standing relationship with the American Red Cross to get the word out about blood donation within the African-American community, letting people know how important community donations are to our well-being. One in three African-American blood donors are a match for patients with sickle cell disease. As someone who suffers from sickle cell, I know that finding blood is a matter of life and death. Blood donations save lives, and I'm living proof. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all don't know y'all better act on that. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. And to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together.
Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey got a radio show. Uh-huh, one more time, man. Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, ain't God been good to me. Wow. But then again, ain't he been good to you too, though? I mean, really, man. Think of all the blessings God has given you. Think of all the things he's done for you. Things that you asked for. Things that you didn't ask for. Things that you was expecting. Then all about all of the unexpected blessings. Man, he just keep coming with it, don't he? You know what? There's some good news today, though, y'all. You know, in the, in the, in the face of uh, the world being the way it is, the 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 evilness that's out there, it just it just seems like that's all that's on the news. Sometimes, you know, you, we got we got news of parents not really standing up being parents. We got news stories of children turning on their parents. You got you got everything. The economy. You got places you thought used to be beautiful places to go. Now they got travel alerts. It's, it's just it's all it's, it's it's all over, but the good news is there's something that you can have in this relationship with God that gives you a way to deal with it all. And I'm not saying that it'll it'll protect you from every single thing out there that's happening because some things are going to happen to you. You're going to be in an accident from time to time. You're going to make a mistake and fall down from time to time. But, man, wouldn't it be incredible to new, for, for you if you understood that you had some insurance in all of this, that no matter what happened to you, you know, you were covered? You know, look, insurance companies, as good as they are, you know, like our friends at State Farm or any other uh, insurance company, you know, they do, they do some amazing things. Insurance is a really, really good thing to happen in the event that something happens to you. You know, you may not want to pay the premium, but guess what? In the event that something happens to you, that insurance is absolutely critical. Well, but guess what? They cover certain things. You could get life insurance. You can get auto insurance. You can get accident insurance. You can get health insurance. There is nothing that you can buy to safeguard you against life's decisions. You know, if you make a mistake, if you cheat, if you lie, if you if you fall down and you can't seem to get it together and you make a crazy decision about how you're going to go about securing an income, there, there, are, there are no policies you can buy for that. You can't buy a policy if you stop being the man you're supposed to be and, 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 and give up on your children. You can't buy a policy if something happens as a mother and all of a sudden you're not the mother you're supposed to be. But there is some insurance coverage out there for you. And that relationship that you form with God, that friendship that you form with him, that, that alliance that you, that, that partnership, that, that prayer that you put in all the time, there is an insurance policy that you have taken out when you form a relationship with your Heavenly Father, when you form a friendship, when you form a bond that protects you, that protects you when these things happen in the event that they happen. Now, here's the great thing about prayer. Prayer can head off some stuff from happening. It really, really can. Prayer can prevent some things from happening. 
you know, I'll give you an example in my life. Okay, here we go. Because, see, see, it's the best way for me to do it. Because, see, I, what I don't like to do is, is talk to people without letting them know, hey, look, I'm in this hole with you. I feel where you're at. Okay, here we go. I was making some decisions a few years ago because what I thought I was doing was counterbalancing something that was happening in my life. You know, I thought that since I wasn't happy or well, for whatever the reason I thought I wasn't happy, if, if, if I, as wrong as I am, wanted to blame somebody else for my unhappiness, that, that's, that's really, if, if, if I make a bad decision because I'm thinking I'm unhappy with somebody, well, hold upon, two wrongs don't make a right. And I make a decision to do something wrong. And now the consequences come when I do something wrong. See, then the, I already know as an intelligent thinking man, as most of you are, that when you do something wrong, that, you know, there is a consequence for that. I teach that to my sons. When you do something wrong, there is a consequence. So as an adult, I fully understood the consequence. And so what I was doing was I was making some decisions that was causing some consequences in my life that was delaying my happiness, delaying my progress, causing my business not to go the way it could go, so forth and so on. Well, what I started doing was I took out this insurance policy called prayer, and I started putting it in my mix on a daily basis. And then I started putting it in my mix, you know, two, three times a day. And then I found myself using it all the time. And then I really started putting it in when, when I didn't need any help, when I wasn't in trouble. I started putting insurance in. I started making deposits into the bank. I started paying my premiums down. And prayer is like a premium. You just pay into it. Then when situations started coming up now, it that prayer that I had put in, that in, those premiums I had paid, it started preventing me from making the decisions I was making in the past. Thus, I didn't have to suffer the consequences. Thus, my businesses didn't have to be delayed in its progress because I had put some payments on some premiums. I had taken out an insurance policy with my life, my real life. I'm talking about your life where you make your day-to-day decisions in. I'm not talking about, see, life insurance is only good if you die. God has a policy that's available, that's available for you while you living. See, in order for an insurance policy to pay, something bad got to happen. Now, there may be some others out there I don't know nothing about, but all the ones I got, my car insurance, they only come into play if I have an accident. I have an accident insurance policy where if something happens to me, I got accident. I got I got my voices covered in case something happened to that. I, I got that. But but I got to not be able to talk to cash that one. You understand? I'm mean, everything. My, I got homeowners insurance. Don't nothing show up on my homeowners insurance unless it's a flood, a fire, a theft. Something bad got to happen for my insurance to even make sense. When you take out the policy with your with your heavenly father, when you pay the premiums of prayer, and that's all it costs, man. It ain't you ain't got to have no money for this policy. I put into the policy, it pays me dividends and benefits for living. Ain't nothing got to go wrong for me to cash in on this policy. I use this policy for good things. 
I, I'll give you an example. I use this policy to ask God to watch over my family when I travel. I use this policy to ask God to bless my sons on their journey into manhood. He covers me. I ask God to help make my dreams come true with this policy. He covers me. I ask God for the desires of my heart. He give them to me. I ask God to lead and guide and protect me and keep me from making stupid decisions like I used to make. He said, all right, partner, stop doing this. Stop doing that. Now, guess what? I'm not perfect. Steve Harvey, long way from being perfect. I never claimed perfection. Man, listen to me, y'all. Make the decisions to pay your premiums in prayer. Talk to your Heavenly Father. Get you some insurance in your life. And when you have little things like that, keep on stepping, man. God loves you, man. Man, I sure hope you talk to God today, because guess what? He sure would like to hear from you. That's for sure. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Welcome to the ride. Happy 4th of July, y'all, everybody. Listen, we ain't here. Let's quit playing. We this record. Listen, it's the 4th of July. Where you think I am? No good and well, I'm not here. Now, coming up, we're going to have some of our favorite moments on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Happy 4th, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, monkey trainers, <laughs> baboons, contortionists, fire eaters, high wire trapeze, flip artists, <laughs> and cheerleaders. <laughs> May I have your attention, please? The rest of y'all. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> If you ain't one of them, what are you doing with your life? Yes, you suck. Including me. <laughs> this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show live every morning, always in vivid, high-tech color. On the radio. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Shirley? Hello, Steve. How are you, darling? Good. What's up, Carla? Hey, Steve. What's up, crew? Yeah, what's up, Junior? Morning, Unc. Morning, everybody. Okay. Fool number one. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. yeah. And fool number two. Where his ass at? Silence. But I'll tell you what, though. Is he off today? Nah, you don't just take off in this here. <laughs> we know already, you know. I already had two scares with him. You know, these people with these diabetes and stuff, you got to. I'll be saying the same thing. You know, we got to be, we got to be careful because, you know, and then, let, let me, first of all, let me say this here. This that I'm saying, about to say, is directed directly <laughs> at J. Anthony Brown. Not I don't care diabetes. about nobody else that has diabetes. Pray for you, hope you heal. But this is about Jay. Is it a question? Anthony Brown. Question form. In a question form. Thank you. This is what I want to know. Do we have to work with a person who can slip into a diabetic coma and we not know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if we don't know, you say? I'm just saying, (laughs) what are we supposed to do? You have several remedies, you know, that you thought were okay. Hey, look, I, the best I got for Jay, uh-huh. let me ask you this. Is, do orange juice still work? <laughs> Why is that your one solution of remedy for every disease? Orange juice. It's the same thing for Kim. It's not. <laughs> hey, for Junior. Hey, 
<laughs> you know, if Junior have cell. a crisis. Yeah, he needs to be orange hydrated. Orange juice. No. Yeah. With really orange juice. juice. <laughs> we got all his orange Water. juice in here for Jay. Well, how much orange <laughs> juice did you buy? I have Tropicana. I got, because I love Tropicana. Uh -huh. I got Tropicana. I got nine gallons. <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. What do you think yeah. it's going to keep, first of all? Keep? Yes. Yeah. Orange juice lasts a long time. You got to do it, keep it shut. We're yeah. over one at a time. Yeah, but how long it keep? <laughs> well, yes. I mean, it is a perishable thing. All right, well, I'm put four of them in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up in 10 minutes, today's comedy segment, Steve is here for it. Uh, he's going to have rules for when you live with someone until you get on your feet. Woo! Okay. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, a report by Zillow finds that nearly 22.5% of U.S. millennials, they are living with their mom, which is about 12 million young adults. Ooh, and much. why haven't millennials moved out on their own? Well, according to the report, 12% of them are currently unemployed. Oh. Well, would you oh, live with so. your mama and you pass millennials? Like you fit <laughs> what, what, what range is that? You well, should have been put out a long time ago. Well, since he has the most kids, I think we should defer to Steve on this one. Steve, you have some rules for when you live with someone until you get on your feet. <laughs> now, this is not for millennials. Uh-uh. This is for anybody. This is for anybody. You've had people stay at your house. I've had people come live with me. College, ex-college roommates, okay. stuff like that. I, I, I it, it's some stuff now. <laughs> These are Steve Harvey's rules for living with someone till you get on your feet. These are do's and don'ts. Okay, come on. Some things you need to keep in mind. Here's one right here. Your goal every day is to make it seem like you there. But you not. That works. Yeah. yeah. That, that's <laughs> your goal. That's when it. you wake up, yeah. get it in your mind. Yeah. How do I get, get out the way? Be here, uh -huh. but look like I ain't here. Right, right. Because uh -huh. you more mess around, get asked to leave now. You don't want that. Here's another one. Uh -huh. This is very important. Your car. Uh huh. Should never block me. Keep it one on those. I can't want to go out and I go out there and your car in the damn way you in that sleep. Yeah. yeah. In I fact, that. I got news for you. Your car shouldn't even be in front of the house. Okay. okay. Park talk. up the street and walk down to where you live. Uh, Rent free. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Round the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Park at the uh, up the street at the parking lot at yeah. the grocery store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. to yeah. That man, try to make it look like you ain't even got no car. Uh. <laughs> Mm -hmm. If okay. you watching TV in the other room, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. uh -huh. your laugh should not be where I can hear. Laughing silence. You better lay down the law. Don't be in there just, just gut bucket <laughs> yeah. rolling. This oh, should I... be your laugh. Learn how to laugh like this. Here. Let me show you how you laugh when you're in other people's house. You, you can't be enjoying their TV and all this. Right. This is how you laugh. <laughs> what if it's real funny? T? Yeah, what if they're watching the Kings of Comedy? Yeah, this right here. That's it. That's gonna be hard. Yeah, Steve would have put me out. Uh -huh. That's it. Uh -huh. I don't give a damn what you watch. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
Here's another one. Don't let me walk in the house and have to tell you to get out of my chair. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. That's yeah. a big one. Uh, yeah. You uh-huh. should only sit. I'm going to tell you the areas you ought to sit in. Okay. The kitchen, uh-huh. <laughs> your bedroom, uh-huh. and occasionally yeah. in the bathroom. Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be taking read material in there with you. Yeah. Yeah. you need to go focus. Uh-huh. Focus. Focus. Stare at the toilet tissue roll. Handle your business. Get up. Get out. Get up. Get out. You better crack the Don't whip. Be in that read none. Yeah. Count the little preparation uh-huh. holes like on that. the toilet yeah. tissue. Uh-huh. I like that. You ain't got long in there. Yeah, right. You got yeah. long in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I like it. You, you got another like one? Rules. <laughs> ain't called no plumber because Here's one. Uh-huh. If you didn't put it in the fridge, don't touch it in the fridge. Oh, that's that's big. the main oh, one. That's, that's right the one there. right there, that's boy. Big. You bought yeah. one cola, that's all you reach in there and touch. Yeah. Don't be yeah. shifting stuff around, looking <laughs> all in the back, reading <laughs> labels. You didn't you didn't put it in there, get your hands off it. Wow. I like it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> when you come home is. from work, uh-huh. Go right to your room. Don't go around the house. You ain't paid for nothing in here. Straight to your room. But as you're all down the hallway looking at art. Not art. You're all down the hallway who, looking at who what? Who is this in the picture? The, hey. That's my damn grandmama. Quit asking why, about her. Why are you roaming around? Right? Yeah, roaming. So what is this, Steve, rules for living with someone? Rules, if you got to stay with somebody till you get on your feet, uh-huh. I'm just giving you some do's and don'ts so you can stay there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, believe her. Listen to me. If I'm watching TV and I get up and walk out that room, don't change that damn channel. <laughs> <laughs> that don't mean I'm gone. I'll be back. Don't change that damn I'm channel. Matter of fact, if we sitting there watching it together and I doze off. You watch what I was watching before I doze off. Well, let me open my eyes and National Geographic is gone. I'm not Geo. Your ass in here watching uh, Law and Order. Uh, <laughs> I should wake up to what I went to sleep to. That's right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. You're right. So right. Let me catch National Geographic. I like it. I like it. I love uh, it, Steve. Here's. One more. Mm-hmm. One You're note. so serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This has happened to him. Matter, matter of fact, let me make this the last. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can only have company where the company lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they cannot come over here. Yeah. Can't so have company at your house. Can I have company? Hell yeah. Wherever they stay, you go and be in the a company of your company all you want. But your yeah. company can't come to hell over here. So let me walk in here and see some people in not man. at my house. Oh, oh everybody drinking Boy. out of glasses. Oh, man, I didn't need it. Nephew Tommy's run that prank back right after this. Come on, king of pranks. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Up next, nephew, what do you have for us on the menu today? PSC. Hey. What is PSC? P-S-C. Y'all want to know what it means? Yes. Uh-huh. Prostate checker. Oh, can't stand him. Oh, Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a, uh, a Roger. This is Roger. Hi, my name is Greg. I'm a PSC. Uh, I got you on my schedule. I'm supposed to come by your house tomorrow morning at about 7.15. I just want to give you a call and uh, give you a heads up and let you know we will be there 
about 7.15. From my understanding, you go to work you at uh, – Oh, you say you're a who? I'm a PSC, sir. I'll be okay. there I'll be there tomorrow. I got you on my schedule uh, for Monday morning, and I'll be there uh, at least about 7.15. From my understanding, you go to work at 7.30, and uh, my procedure's only going to take a couple minutes, but I wanted to What's just, just kind of give a friendly call and let you know that I will be by there tomorrow morning. What's a PSC? PFC? What'd you say? A PSC? PSC, sir. PSC. I will be there tomorrow. I've been in business uh, probably for the last, uh, I guess, about 13, 14 years now. What is PSC, specialist? What you do? Oh, you're not, I'm sorry, you're not familiar? Uh, you got me on the schedule. I ain't signed up for nothing. Oh, I got you on my list here. I don't know who put you on here, but you, it's been paid for and everything for me to come by and, and do my job. And like I said, it'll only take me a couple minutes and I'll have you on your way. How do you uh, get my number? Say again. How did you get my phone number, sir? Everything I have, I got. I got 20 stops tomorrow, and I got you scheduled as uh, as my uh, as my first stop tomorrow morning. I don't know. I got your phone number. I do have your address. Are you at <laughs> Drive? Yeah, that's my address. But I'm not scheduled for nobody to come to my house in the morning. I got to go to work in the morning. I'm not gonna be here. Right, right. My understanding, well, you, from my understanding, you pull out about 7:30, and I'm going to get there at 7:15. Like I said, my, the, the, you know, the procedure only takes about two, three minutes, and and well, I'll be on my way. Who told you about every, all my information? You know, when I leave home and everything, who is this? Like I say, my name is Greg. I'm a, I'm a PSC, and I'll be there. Okay, you said that already. I, you, you'll see me tomorrow. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to give you a friendly call here on Sunday and let you know that I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there about 7:15, and we'll get you taken care of, and then I'll let you get on your way to work. You still ain't telling me what I'm supposed, what you supposed to be doing, sir. A PSC is PSC. I'm a prostate checker, and what I'll be doing is coming in and checking your prostate tomorrow. Oh hell no! Nah. You ain't coming in to check my prostate. I get my prostate checked by my doctor. Who who are you talking about coming to check my prostate? Not at my house. You ain't coming to check my sir, prostate. You, I, and, and you know what? I get this all the time. I get a lot of people that that are in denial. A lot of men that 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 claim that they've. Man, they've my got prostate it. is fine. I had my prostate checked just the beginning of this year, man. You don't need to come to my house checking my prostate. Sir, a lot of people, a lot of men are in denial saying that they got it checked, and they got it, and a lot of times we find out they haven't. And, and and there has to be a reason. If I got you on my list and it's paid, somebody has paid $125 for me to come by there and check it. Well, you should be happy you paid $125. This is the less job you have to do then because you're not coming to check my prostate. Sir, I'm going to check it. Now, I'm going to be by there tomorrow, and I'm, at 7.15 I'm putting my rubber glove on with a little bit of gel on it, and I am going to check your prostate, and then I'll let you get on to work. Well, I tell you what, that rubber glove ain't going nowhere near me, homeboy. I tell you what, you bring your ass on over to my house if you want to. It ain't going to be pretty, and it ain't going to be nice with you and your rubber glove. Sir, Somebody sir. might have had to stick a rubber glove up your ass when I'm done with you. Don't be coming about my house talking about checking my prostate. Sir, sir, do you realize that this is the leading cause to black men? Do you realize man, that? I understand that, man. All right, they got four out of five black men. Three out of five black men are lost every year man, because of prostate this, cancer. So you ought to be very grateful that someone is sending me by there to check it and make sure you're okay. I'm grateful that I can pay for a doctor that I go to every, every uh, once a year. Man, you don't have to come to my house talking about sticking no rubber glove up me, man. What's wrong with you? Sir, sir, I'm not going to sit here and go back and forth with you. My job is to give you a friendly call and let you know that I'm coming. All right? Well, I, now, tomorrow morning, listen, I don't want to hear any more of it. Tomorrow morning, I'm there at 7.15, and you're going to get your prostate checked whether you like it or not. Well, you bring your on by here, then. I shall be here. You bring your bad think you bad enough to come over here and check my prostate. You bring your on.
I'm going to Come check on. it. So you just be ready at 7.15 that you're going to get your prostate checked. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll let you go on to work. Case closed. You come on over here if you want to. You know my address and all my what time I go to work and everything. You you bring your bad on over here if you want to. I don't care if I got to come over there, sir, and hold you down and check your prostate. I'm coming to check your prostate at 7.15 tomorrow morning. Oh, I tell you what. You bring your bad on over here, you, you think you know who I am, what I need over here? You come on over here and you do what you got to do. I'm going to be what, over there tomorrow morning. You're going to be checking something else besides me. You're going to be checking your own You bring your on over here if you want to. See if I don't get you up out of here. I'm going to be coming to my house with that Baby, baby, you, you found somebody talking about I need a prostate check or something? Somebody on the phone talking about I need a prostate or something. You bring your, I'll tell you what, I'll be here when you get here. You bring your. I will be there tomorrow at 715 in the morning with my glove on. You may walk your over here. You may be wheeled away from this. You bring your if you want to. I'm going to have my glove on tomorrow, and I'm going to be checking your prostate at 715 in the morning. You want to tell my checking the prostate. You're going to be checking your own prostate, because I'm telling you what, I got something for your you come over here. You bring your bad you think you're bad enough to come over here and check something over here, you come on with it. I got one come more on thing I need to say to you. Are you listening? Then what the hell you got to say to me now? You didn't tell me some nothing. What's this you got to tell me now? Are you listening to me? Just bring your on over here. You're going to be here. I'm going to be over there, but I got one more thing I want to say. Are you man, listening? What you got to say to me, man? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your homeboy. Who? <laughs> Who are you? Who you say you was again? <laughs> hey, man, this is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Your homeboy got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Chris Duncan, Mr. Steve Harvey, man. <laughs> hey, Tommy, boy, man. <laughs> you all right, Roger? Boy, y'all about to make me go out, I wonder who the hell gonna come out uh, of somebody's house to do a prostate check, man, on a regular basis like that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so got me, man. I, I'm gonna get him back, boy. I, I can't believe he do me like that. I'm gonna go over there and check his prostate. You know, I don't even think he get his checked on a regular. I wanna have somebody come check mine. <laughs> hey, man, I got one more thing to ask you, man. What is? What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. <laughs> Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> All right, thank you, Neff. We'll be back uh, no, we with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve is here with some depressing places. Steve. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. of some depressing places you can be. There's places that get depressing. <laughs> like... It's depressing if you're in a car with somebody uh-huh. and they got the radio on playing some music you can't stand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you can't say nothing because it ain't your car. Uh-huh. Right. Man. Man, you can be depressed. You'll just be looking out the window. Uh-huh. But your face be up against the glass, though. You be going, man. Like you're three years old. Man. Oh, that hurts, man. <laughs> Or like this. I'll tell you something else. You ever throw a house party and over three people show up? Oh, that's Ooh, depressing. depressing. That's All really that work. depressing. Man, yeah. you just in there, man. Them little sandwiches just drying out with them toothpicks in it. Yeah, man. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. 
You know, I tell you something else depressing, cause I gotta go tomorrow in Atlanta. Mm. What, Steve? If you go to the DMV, uh-huh. and you number one four two six, and they only on number eight seventy one. That's depressing. It's six hundred more people for. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's, depressing. That's pretty depressing, yeah. partner. Yeah. Oh, man. I tell you something depressing. This was me. And Winton one time. Watching your child play sports, but they ain't worth a damn. Oh. Mm. Really? Winton was on the basketball team. I've never been so embarrassed in my whole life. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. No. Hard as I can he hoop. knows you better. Take up piano or something. You know so better. You Did you leave up? No, I was. I took him off the team. <laughs> you took him off? Y'all took him off the team. We ain't gonna keep it. This ain't what you do. <laughs> I can tell right now you can't play basketball. I've been working with you. And this it? It's, it's, it's a team thing, what? though. You got to learn how to be a team. Yeah, yeah, out here just having these little white kids shaking and baking you <laughs> not while I'm watching. You are crazy. Now, you're not going to do that to me. Don't <laughs> let that white boy do you, lady. Yeah, you're not going to do that to me. He's just out here shaking and baking you. He all tweeting his legs, breaking your wrist. Get your ass up, boy. You're hard. No, I took him right on off that team. How old was he? Oh man! Huh? How old was Winter? Eight. You didn't give him time. No, this ain't what you do. You were dream killing, dream killer. Dream killer. He three B twenty one. He still can't hoop. The white boy shoot. Because you took him off the team. Huh? Step back and knock down. I took him off the team. He got other gifts. White boy hit the shot. Steve did hit the shot. All on him. I said nope. Nope. It's right here. And I'm sitting next to the white boy's father. Uh, what did he Steven, say, your son? Hey, great move, Caleb. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb. You got did. took by a white boy named Caleb, Caleb. right there. Caleb. You coming out of basketball. <laughs> there ain't a white boy ever been in the NBA named Caleb. i tell you another place that's depressing. What's that? What? If you go to a Sandals Couple Resort by yourself, <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody booed up. You yeah. over there just eating. Yeah. You over there just eating. Unlimited. You on your ninth drink. <laughs> Everybody woman fine. I'll tell you another depressing okay, place. Come on, I'm bring it. I'm getting depressed. Right, yeah. Church, if you know you're going to hell. Oh, goodness. It's a hard place to sit in. <laughs> oh, Pastor. <laughs> Fire and stone. Burn. Is this about me? <laughs> Hell fire. Ain't no way you gonna make it. Are you going to? I tell you another Did depressing thing. Jay, place. Steve. Is this about me, Pastor? <laughs> Here's another depressing place. Come on. Tender. If you ugly. Oh. Tender. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. If you on Tinder and you ugly, there's so many swipes. You ain't never, you've been on there three weeks. Ain't nobody swiped you and kept you yet. Wow. And That's everybody bad. you swipe, don't swipe back. That's depressing. Oh, man. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You on Tinder and you just ugly. Yeah, that's depressing. Yeah, that's depressing. That's bad, Junior. Like <laughs> it's depressing. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. When the mailman show up, you think he got your income tax return check. Yes. He had you some more damn bills. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, you think I'm going to pay these with? <laughs> you ain't see nothing in your bag? Check your bag. Wow. Feeling sad. I'm so depressed right now. Depressed. <laughs> you got I'll more? tell you another something that can what? be pretty depressing. You get that pregnancy test kit. Oh, from the drugstore uh-huh. and pee on it, and it ain't the color you want. <laughs> yeah, brother. That's pretty depressing. Yeah, Father. Oh, Lord. Lord, that mess up your whole day, right? Yo, you go right on there and get another one, don't you? Yeah, you bought three of them, sir. Damn it, I'm paying for them. Don't worry about it. I had them lined up one time. I had about eight of them out there. All of them was the same color. Very mm. Wow, Steve. Well, you really managed to bring the show down. Yeah, you thought <laughs> about this. Just remember, if you've been on Tinder two weeks <laughs> and ain't nobody swiped you yet, uh-huh. you need to check yourself. Yeah. Take that photo off. <laughs> we'll try to bring the mood up a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. They've introduced Jay to murder. You know. I don't want to. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here this fool is with murder in the damn his. What's the song by Neo? Good, Good man. man. Good man, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Hit it! <laughs> Somebody oh, said that. Man, man. we it's got cool, to do man. that. We got to do that song, man. But I gotta get a, I gotta get a, I gotta practice up, man. You ain't gotta no, up. that song is ready. I've seen you do it, man. The, the, the one he did yeah, on the show the, the other one day during the break? He did it at um Apollo too. Yeah. You've done hey, it. Oh, what little song was that? Yeah. What song is this? Oh, we can't tell you. No, 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 we can't tell you. We can't tell you. You know, Something I just, by whenever Earth, they have a piano player, they be trying to tune the piano. I just go over there and sit down and start playing. You can play, you need to use that. 
Coming up, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 34 after the hour. Everybody been asking me since I'm from Cleveland, Steve, how you feel about LeBron leaving Cleveland? Well, LeBron gave everything to the city. We went to the finals four years in a row. You can't ask for no more than that. And he bought a title to a city they had won in 52 years. I've been there the whole time. I wish LeBron the best. He's with the purple and gold now. That's good, at least the colors is good. He's a Laker now, got big shoulders. He got to live up to a lot, but he LeBron James. What we gonna do? Now I'm, now I'm pulling for the Lakers now. The Cavs, we won't be back in the championship for another 52 years. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, there is a new trend that has people throwing away toilet paper. So you don't need that anymore. Okay. Yeah, uh-uh. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. There is for something called a family cloth. What's that? What's that? It's basically reusable. Mm-hmm. Key word in this. Uh-huh. Reusable. I, I got that part. Yeah. Small cloth squares that people use to wipe. Uh-huh. And then they put in a basket. <laughs> then they put in a basket. <laughs> There's such a big trend wait, wait, that wait, there wait. are a lot of different options on the market. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, so if I come to, to your house, I'm finna use your cloth? No. no. That you've been wiping with? Yeah, bring your own. No, okay. <laughs> a lot of things wrong with that question you just asked me. First of all, it's wiping. I said wiping. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, not to my house. Okay. <laughs> no. No. Okay, here. Let me finish. This is really a big trend now. There are a lot of different options on the market. They come in a wide variety of patterns. Toilet paper. What pattern it, make a difference on? <laughs> right. <laughs> Toilet paper is one of those papers that uh, staples that people rarely leave the grocery store without. Right. But um, it seems that more and more people are turning away from the standard toilet paper now. And they're, uh, they they use these uh, family cloths because Surely. they're environmentally Surely. safe. Mm-hmm. Where are these people that's turned away from toilet paper? <laughs> Where they at? I ain't seen Listen, them. this is a new trend. You're going to be hearing about this. Let us be the first to tell you about this. So you so you and Ernesto ready. got got wiped. Why do you keep looking <laughs> at me? Who, who is no, you got I the don't. Stir. You know I'm how finicky asking. I am, especially about bathroom stuff. No. So what happened when you get in there, Shirley, and you don't forgot your, your cloth? It's in the basket, Tony. Ernesto! Didn't you, just, <laughs> didn't you just hear me say they throw it away and they put it in the basket? They use it and then they put it I in the basket. I understand that. When so the same so person uses the cloth over and over. Yeah, the family. It's called bed. a family cloth. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you go to somebody's house and it's got initials on the towels, don't use them. <laughs> don't, don't. You got to grab that one. <laughs> you know you're not supposed to use those good towels. <laughs> no, that's what you're talking about. No. When it says, so anyway. when it says his and hers. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you all keep looking at I didn't make these, okay? Let me you be clear. You brought the story. I just brought the you this. I'm just the okay. messenger here, guys. But I can't help but think you got these cloths at your house. Man, I like to be in the house when you hear somebody say, who didn't use Grandmama <laughs> Quilt? You didn't use the corner of Grandmama Quilt? Well, Miss Wildlord Wallace can't use a cloth. She gonna need a bed spread to cover all that. Okay, some people just only use the cloths for number one. Uh, that, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but put that now. The number the, two cloth is bigger. Yeah, the no, then two? they go back to the TP for mm-hmm. for the number two. Well, wait, oh, you call it TP? You got it. You got. You call it that. What's it's toilet paper. Oh, so the toilet paper is yeah. It's got initials now, though? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying. People are, I'm a trying TP to be mindful. A TP is where Indians live, girl. <laughs> You're throwing me off. Native, Native American. Native Americans. Okay, Native Americans. I'm sorry. I don't know the correct Well, term. you should by oh, now. Okay. <laughs> but when you go to somebody's house and you see a sham wow in there. 
Yeah, <laughs> wow. You just go wow. No, no, normally a little darker. Yeah. But but yeah, some people just use them for that, but other people use them for everything. Are okay. they microfiber? Well, uh, let's see. They're they're just cloth. Okay. They're uh-uh. just some cloth. No, and cloth. what color they come in? Oh, co- they're all Brown, different patterns. Thinking, you don't, don't want white, all, though, do we? No. Do you want white? You don't want white. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> brown is about, brown, that's probably the going color, brown. That's the color. That's the color. Jay. Well, how do you know when the cloth is clean, though? And on top of that, what if you didn't put your cloth in the basket? Yeah, you got to look you at it. You just sat on the counter. Cloth. You just sat yours on the counter. Somebody got to wash their face in the bar. This is just the reason now you have to go around with bigger purses, Carla. Uh, yeah. Because with you got to call it, call it, carry your own you know, toilet cloths. paper. No, yeah. toilet paper. Because if you go to someone's house and they just have a cloth. Yeah, so your own TP. Yeah, your own TP. Yeah, you need your well, own. You travel. Yeah, you have to carry. Yeah, from so when now you on, travel, wet wipes. When you travel and you go through TSA, you need to let them know <laughs> what's in that bag. <laughs> and don't get it mixed up with the dishcloth, whatever you do. <laughs> what? Why this? would the dishcloth be in the bathroom? You see how this is spreading, though, don't you? You see how this is spreading. It can happen. So nasty. No, this done made it to the kitchen. It can happen. It can happen. You was in there wash, washing dishes, went to the bathroom real quick, left that cloth in there, and I'll be... You all Who know I have it? a weak stomach. This chicken soul tastes different. <laughs> we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, it's your man Steve Harvey. Do you think you're smarter than my nephew Tommy? You could qualify for, listen to this, $1 million. Go to Steve Harvey FM and get the details on how you can play. Smarter than nephew Tommy. Here's the deal. If you're smarter than nephew Tommy... You win $100 gift cards, and you have an opportunity to open the safe and win $1 million. If Tommy wins, you will win a $25 gift card. Just go to Steve Harvey FM for details. The winning starts this Tuesday at 7.20 a.m., 6.20 a.m. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after today's Strawberry Letter, but first... Nephew and the prank phone call. Come on, Neff. Well, this right here, this this for all the fellas that go to the barber shop. When the barber is cutting your hair and his 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 private be pushing the chair, it, it's oh. an awkward feeling. Most men know about this. This is the barber. Wow. Yes, what? what? Do you know what I'm talking about, Junior? Yes, I know exactly what, what? you're talking about. Man, you got to you got to sit in the barbershop with your arms folded. Well, is that be- almost in your lap. In your almost, lap. But wait a minute, is that because me, his hands are occupied in your head? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So he rotate the chair with, with his, his waist. <laughs> yeah, oh. with his waist, man. And that's that, ooh, that people, ooh. I, you can't stand that. I can't stand that. That's Mm-mm. crazy. Here it is, the barbershop. Cuss, this Brady. Uh, Brady, how you doing, man? My name my name is Dennis, man. I got a haircut from you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, what's up, James? What can I do for you, brother? Hey, listen, um, I-, I wanted to get an appointment with you, man. Uh, like I said, I was there a couple weeks ago, man. My first time getting a haircut from you. Did a real, real good job, so I want to say thank you for that. All right, no, not a problem, not a problem. Okay. Do Do you have any um in, in, any time on, available on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you can come up there Thursday. That'd be fine. What's, what's, what's your name again, bro? Uh, Dennis, man. Dennis. Okay, Dennis. Well, I, I can get you in, Dennis, about about three o'clock, man. Something of that nature. I mean, you know, I know I'm to work appointments, you know. Okay. About three. Three o'clock, you'll be there. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll be there right there. Okay. okay. Hey, hey I, I, I got a little bit of situation, though, man, that happened last time I was there. I kind of wanted to talk to you about it, man, because it, it kind of caught me off guard. So I, I, I wanted to holler at you, man, and, and see if we could rectify the problem before I came back up there. What happened? What somebody disrespect you or something? I mean, what, what was the deal? Well, well, um, it, it really wasn't somebody, man. It, it was, it was, it was, it was actually you. Me? Well, I mean, what's the what happened? Well, here's the deal, man. When you was cutting my hair, when it when it was time to turn the the, the chair, you you didn't turn the chair with, with 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 your hand, man. See, Brady, man, you you turned the chair with your with your private part. Hey, Dennis, I mean, Dennis, I'm a professional, man. I've been doing this 15 years, bro. Right, right. I don't think it's anything uh, deliberate, man. I think you just do it unconsciously, man, because, you know, you be leaning over on the chair cutting, and I think you don't realize, you know, you be turning the chair with your private part instead of doing it with your hand, man. And see, my hand got caught out there, and I saw it out the corner of my eyes. I saw your private part coming towards my hand. I moved it just in time. You understand? No, bro. Now, now, see, Dennis, I'm, I'm not understanding something, bro, because I don't, I don't, we don't operate like that around here, because, you know, I, I don't make mistakes like that, bro. I mean, you know, I don't know. You, you sure you're talking to the right person, man? Yeah, I mean, ain't you the third chair on the right when you walk in the door? Yeah, that, that is correct. Okay, that's what I'm talking about, man. And you cut me two weeks ago, and like I said, I really like my haircut, so I want to call back and rectify this problem. But, you know, you're going to turn the chair with your hand and not your pride part. If not, we're going to have a problem. Okay, bro. Now, I, I, I feel you, and I understand your, your complaint and everything. I mean, I, I'm not understanding what you're saying, but, but I don't do that. You know, but, I mean, we, we, we'll be glad to, you know what I'm saying, give you another cut or whatever, you understand, man? You know, but, but I, I don't move nobody you know, around with my private, man. You know, that's just not me. You know? Okay, I understand what you're saying, but I want you to hear what I'm saying. If you put your private on there at all, when I come in there Thursday, then I, I promise you I'm going to jump up and we're going to have a problem. Well, 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 well see, now, now, now right there, Dennis, I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that jump up having a problem because, you know, you, you don't really know me like that, bro. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to be professional here and, 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 and solve your little issues that you got, you understand me? But, but all this jumping up and, and stuff you're talking about doing, I, I don't know about hey, all that stuff. I'm trying to come in and get a nice haircut and walk out with a nice haircut. What I don't want to well, do well, is come down there, you lean over, put your private part where I got my arms and my hands at, and I got whoop your Now, that's what see, I don't. See, 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 you're starting to, you're touching me wrong, talking about You're talking about I'm okay. touching you wrong. You touched me wrong two weeks ago when you put your private on my hand, man. Thank you, folks. I ain't nobody touch you like that, tell you feel me? Say what? I don't know who the hell you think you're talking to, man. You know, we don't run on his Hey, dog, all I'm trying to say is a brother trying to come in and get his hair cut and walk out feeling like a man and not walk out feeling violated, man, because you didn't turn the chair with your private part all up against my hand and my elbow and stuff, man. Hold up, boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember you like that. I'm a grown say, bro. You know, I tried to talk to you, you feel me? But now you done rubbed me wrong. Ain't no punk flying here, you understand me? There ain't no punk flying there. Then keep it off my hand, then. Let me tell you something. Say, man, we don't play that over here. You bring your stupid over here. I'm going to tell you right now, you get backed up out this You understand me? Hey, hey man, well, quickly. We don't play no punk over here. This, is, this ain't a salon. It's a barber shop. It's real I hear what you're saying, but let me explain something. You quit using your hips and your private section like a pinball machine. I'm going to tell you right now, boy, I will put something on your You come up with that 
your pelvis man watch yeah. how you move this is crazy, crazy. come on now all you barbers out there come on show turn me, the chair with your yeah. hand which show, show me junior let me see yeah they be cutting you know maybe in your head but then uh-huh. when they try to rotate they wait wait let me video <laughs> <laughs> they, they, up there, they they cutting then all of a sudden, he's like, hold on, I'm going to rotate. And they, they turn the whisk right there. And your hand be right there. Oh. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. 10 times of that yeah. per haircut, hey, man, we got a problem. <laughs> it's almost like he hula hooping. Yeah. Carl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving the hips. Yeah. He's moving wow. the hips. Now, Down this a female yeah. barber? Oh, come on. Hula hoop me. <laughs> I love female barbers. This is how I know I had a bad haircut one time. Uh, okay. I was at a white club and a guy yelled out, Who cut your hair? <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Strawberry letter coming up. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it's time for today's Strawberry Letter. If you're in a situation and you need some advice, all you have to do is go to steveharveyfm.com and submit your Strawberry Letter. And Steve and I might read your letter on the air. All right, let's go, Tommy. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. All right, subject, don't hold my past against me. Dear Stephen Shirley, I have a question and I need your advice. When should I tell a new love interest that I have been to prison? I am not the average parolee, though. I am an older woman that served a lengthy prison term as a first offender for transporting drugs. Since my release from prison... I have earned a degree, and I have a great career for many years. I own a home, and I'm an upstanding member of my community. No one would ever believe that I have had a considerable amount of my life controlled by the Department of Corrections. So, when is it appropriate to disclose this information to a man? 
I don't want to share it up front because I don't want to be judged unfairly. I also don't want to wait too long because I don't want to shock the man. In my last relationship, my man did not hold it against me. We broke it off for other reasons. Since him, I met a man and we were talking about people being in prison and he had he had strong views against it, so I didn't pursue anything further with him to avoid telling him about my past. I want desperately to be in love, but I'm afraid to be open and honest with guys I meet. It may not be, you know, it, it, it may not be that big of a deal and I'm worried for nothing. What are your thoughts? Well, um... I, I think that timing is everything, and I, and I think you should be honest with him. And uh, you're right, you shouldn't wait too long. Uh, if he's a new love interest, I'm assuming that you guys are dating and going out to dinner and such things. So uh, even though it's hard for you to bring it up because you don't want to be judged, you know you have to bring it up. So one night at dinner, as early as possible, you know... If not the first date, the second date, go ahead and tell him. You know, people have to like you for who you are. You 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 did what you did. You paid your debt to to society. You spent many years in in uh, prison. You said now that's over. You know, everyone gets a second chance. I think you deserve a second chance, and you've proved that with your second chance, you've become a better person. You say you're an upstanding member uh, in your community. You own your own home. You've you've had a great career for many years. You have a degree. So I mean, you're. You're clearly a changed person, so if the person who you're with uh, uh, likes you and, uh, you know, if you, once you tell them, <clears throat> excuse me, they like you for who you are, they're not going to hold that against you. I mean, there have been many people out there that have done time and have gone, gone on to do upstanding things, and I think you're one of those. So um, tell him. Tell him as soon as possible. First, if not the first date, definitely the second date. Steve? First of all, congratulations. On picking yourself up and turning yourself around. Shall I not say yourself? Let me say praise to God for picking you up and turning you around. That God is in the forgiving business. God is in the delivery business. God is in the make your dream come true business. You are a result of that. The fact that you're an older woman and you served a lengthy prison term as a first offender for transporting drugs. You've earned a degree. You have had a great career for many years. You own a home and an outstanding, upstanding member of your community. No one would ever believe you did a considerable amount of time controlled by the Department of Correction. So when is it appropriate to disclose this information to a man? I don't want to share it up front, and you shouldn't. This is nothing you need to share up front. Now, Shirley gives good advice. I happen to disagree with sharing this with a man on the first or second date. First and second date don't mean nothing. I think you reveal this information to a man once you all are about to be intimate. Then the relationship going somewhere. Y'all just talking and dating? What is this? Now, if you feel like it's about to get intimate, then you need to reveal this information, and I'll tell you why. Because a man is now more vested in you. He's developed feelings for you without, as you say, being judgmental. Because remember the one guy she was liking and she tried to share it up front, you know, uh, he set up and had really strong feelings about people that had been to prison. Where his ass come from? He's out. You know what I mean? So that has happened to her. So rightfully so, she's concerned about running off a good man too early. 
So first and second date is out of the question. I disagree. I think it's something you keep. Let a person get to know you, get to understand how you are and feel you without having that information to taint who you really are. Because it can happen because people are human beings. I got should nobody judge you. Everybody should take your face value for what you are. That ain't how people operate. Let's not be naive. So simple. You wait until you're about to become intimate, and then you drop it on. Period. Now, if anybody don't like that information, I'm sorry, but that's when I would do it. Now, any questions, Shirley? I've been to the pen. You say that right before y'all start. No, when you when it's about to become intimate. No, I don't have when any you, questions. We I, we do disagree, I guess. I, look, I you th- all go ahead, Shirley. No, I, I guess we do disagree on that. I think you should the earlier the better, you know, and and give the person the other person the option of uh, whether they want to continue the relationship. People do have strong opinions about, you know, uh, people who've been to prison. So I just say the earlier the better. Timing is everything, of course. And, you know, give them the option of whether they want to hang in there or get out. That's my opinion. Hang in there for what? The woman has been out of prison for years. Yeah. Gotten a degree. Got it. We'll finish this one. Okay. All right. We'll be back with part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. For those of you out there who own a car and a home, you know more than anyone else, those things didn't just fall into your lap. You made it all happen by staying on your grind and working for it. And now it's time to let State Farm do the work of protecting it with your own personal State Farm agent because they understand just how much your home and car mean to you and will always be there to help you when you need them. State Farm, here to help the hustle go right and here to help life go right. Good morning, this is your boy Kevin Hart wishing you all a happy and safe 4th of July and you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on, let's go with part two of your response to today's strawberry letter subject. Don't hold my past against me. See, and the reason I think that the Let's person... Let's recap, Steve. <laughs> well, this woman yes. is questioning if she needs some advice because she's been to prison before for a large part of her life. And she's wondering when is the right time to inform a man that she has been to prison. Because she's not the average parolee. She says she's an older woman served a lengthy prison time as a first offender for transporting drugs. But since her release from prison, she's earned a degree. She has a great career for many years. She's a homeowner and an upstanding member of her community. No one would ever believe that I've had a considerable amount of my life controlled by the Department of Correction. I think you have a fabulous story today. Mm-hmm. I think that you are a story of redemption, overcoming, forgiveness, and God's grace. I think you have an incredible story to tell. I think if you told that story, if you peel back and remove the layer of secrecy as the story, this is my story, this is what I'm from, and this is what I've become, more people would resonate with you. I really feel that way. Now, as far as dating a man, if you don't want to take that route, then I don't think you should tell him on the first or second date. I think you should wait until you're into, about to become intimate. Because you all know. Okay, when I get when I see this, women know that. Now what, so what, now what, what I'm what, saying to you. What if they going to have sex on the first date? You, you know, how we get well, to that? See, what, what, why are we talking about this? I hate him. Because she already, if you listen to the letter, is not a woman like that. 
Can she wait till they're both undressed? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my dog. I'm Team J all day long. No. No. Oh, don't, you, don't you add to this ignorance? I'm not. I'm not. But it makes sense, though. <laughs> One more time, Jay, because I don't believe what you just said. I don't believe you said what you just said. Should she wait till they're both undressed? <laughs> I know you like what you see, but yeah. tell something you need to Don't mind the tattoo. Hard to fight naked, dog. You know that, man. So anyway. <laughs> right. You hired him, Steve. Your option And the is other one is your blood to use relative. your story as a story of redemption and yeah. overcoming. To write a book about it. Mm-hmm. To mentor young girls. To go into prisons and tell your story. I think your life has great value, too. I think your story, your past is your story. Yeah. But You but, can stand up and make the announcement. I've held this from you all for so many years. Because I was ashamed, but I'm no longer ashamed. I'm actually proud. I'm actually filled with God's grace now, and I want to share a story. With you. In 1980, I was convicted for drug traffic. I got caught up in a situation. I was young. Boom. I've been in jail for 20 years. I got out in 2005. Now, a lot of people going to start clearing out the jail. <laughs> Come on, Harvey. But <laughs> well, it's going to be some people. There we go. So we still feeling us. Okay. So the ones that are left, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're going to see some walkouts. <laughs> but then the people that just, you know, pulling Those themselves. are the ones that are really yeah. with you, right? Them okie doke Christians mm-hmm. anyway. But, dog, then couldn't we tell them, like, right after we do it? Can we tell me then? Let's get through it. Anyway, all that ain't on my mind. I don't want jail on my mind while we doing it. I know you enjoyed it, but I got something to tell you. (laughs) That's how it's going to go, Jay. It's going down. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's coming over. I I was wondering. I I couldn't take it no more. (laughs) You you got caught up, Junior. I got one more, Steve. Listen. Just one more. What? You yell out, lights out! That's a sign right there. That's a big sign. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> or something like, could you roll over and get my pants from under the bed? <laughs> <laughs> you laying on my pants. I, I agree that she has a great, great, great story. We just we disagree on when she should tell them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think I she think should do it she early on. Story mm-hmm. And just take this. Take the whole veil of secrecy off of it, ma'am, mm-hmm. and tell your story. See, if right. you tell your story, that keep people from telling. Right. Yeah. You, you tell your first. own you truth. Mm-hmm. I do like you that. You reveal it, what they going to say. Exactly. Oh, she, she, he, she used to sell tiny. drugs. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. But he saved me. God got to save you from something. I think you have a great story of redemption. I say pull back the curtain yourself mm-hmm. and walk out on there, and who's going to be with you? Going to be with you. Mm-hmm. You'll find out who your cool people is right away. Yeah. That's all you got to do is, is pull the curtain back on that plate and let them sit there and watch that for a minute. You'll find out who with you and who ain't. Or well, right after sex, you could sing, Oh, don't you know that's the sound of the music. Get back. Working on the chain. <laughs> Really? Most people in her life, though, already know it, though, because she has to. I mean, you you know they got to do background checks if she's enough. Yeah. 
He has a great career for many that years. But y'all go to the restaurant. <laughs> he on up. his way over uh-huh. here. Car time. Why you eating so fast, baby? Why you eating so minutes. fast? What? What? Your head all the way in your bowl. What are you eating? Or so just fast? walk in the restaurant and get up against the wall. Yeah. And walk along the wall till you get by the kitchen door. Ask Why? Them to hand it to you. Why'd you put that fork in your pocket? Yeah. What is that about? <laughs> Why are your soap is skinny? Why is your favorite movie Shawshank Redemption? Why is that? <laughs> I don't want to watch nothing else. Hey, hey, hey. Why is you fouling your butternut? <laughs> what, what is you putting tape around your butternut? You guys. I knew it wouldn't take him long. <laughs> you knew it. All right, listen, we got to get out of here. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's strawberry letter at my girl Shirley. <laughs> Why is everything you cook in a loaf? <laughs> Coming up in about 10 minutes, uh, Steve has 10 things that your ex should never see you do. Mm. Right yeah. after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Uh, 10 things you have for us that your ex should never, ever see you do. Let's go. These are things, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> that you don't need your ex to see happen to you. You ready for the you first one? You got the list together? You got it? So you yeah. Run them down. She man. cannot see you on the bus. Not a good look. You better be driving it. She driving <laughs> by and your ass at the bus stop. Get low. What? Get low. Here's another thing. She better not pull up at the restaurant and your ass is the valet. <laughs> Boy. Boy. What? Here's another one. She cannot be driving down the freeway and look over there and your car is broke down. <laughs> <on the road>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another not a good one. Oh, word. Lord. This uh, is too good. Uh, These are things that your ex cannot see happen to you. <laughs> Y'all in line uh-huh. at the Walmart. Uh-huh. Yes. She behind you uh-huh. and you don't know it. Right. Uh-huh. And your car don't go through. <laughs> God, dog. God. God. And you turn around and it's hurt. <laughs> That's why I left you in the first place. <laughs> you Here's another thing your mama can't see happen to you. Your girl, your girl. I mean, your girl. Uh-huh. Your ex-girl can't see this happen to you. Mm-hmm. You done moved back into your mama's house. <laughs> 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 she, she was driving off some pie to your mama for Mother's Day. She see a cop. Your ass come about the basement with some hot shoes on. And a wife beater. And a wife beater with a pack of cigarettes behind your ear. Damn, Johnny. (laughs) And a coat on because there ain't no heat (laughs) And here's one that you can't have happen to you. She find out. No. Hold on. This happened to you. Your ex. Uh Uh-huh. Sends you a text that was meant for someone else. Wow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But the text say, I'm in the shower. The door is open. Oh, yeah. Followed by, I'm sorry. That that wasn't for (laughs) you. My bad, dog. That's cold. That's deliberate, man. Instant tears. (laughs) 
instant crying. I'm in the <laughs> shower. The, the door is open. What is the text? Followed by, I'm sorry. That, that was not for you. No, he cried. I'm in the shower. Here's another thing your ex can't find out about you. Okay. You done messed around and lost that good-ass job. <laughs> oh, uh-uh. <laughs> she walk in and you, you, now you down at the Wendy. <laughs> You're replenishing the salad bar. She in there with the kids. Right, right. <laughs> Mama, ain't that Mr. Jerome? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Let him work and be. Uh, Let him work. <laughs> That's cold. That's cold, man. Come on, you come to church <laughs> walking. Uh-uh. It just all went bad. But here's my favorite one of all. <laughs> Drum roll, cat. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the top thing that your ex can never see happen to you. What is it? Here it is. Your new girlfriend yeah. look just like your brother. <laughs> <laughs> God, dog, man. Man. God. Ooh, she ugly. <laughs> you dating your is brother? that L? <laughs> no, baby, this is uh, my this new is lady. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll be there. You, man, you can't let him see you do bad. Oh. Ever. Mm. Ever. Oh. ever. Ever. Ever, At- ever, ever. Oh, no, man. Never you ever move if you got it going on like that. Yeah. What you don't want her to see you do out there cleaning porta potties is that as for your job. That's what you don't want. <laughs> oh, uh uh-uh. uh. Clean porta potties now? No, you don't want her to Glad see we you broke up. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, you cannot be the mascot at the birthday party. Ooh. You can't, cannot walk your ass sitting there in no SpongeBob Square pants. Yeah. <laughs> at her baby birthday party. <laughs> He, uh-uh. You cannot be that. Uh-uh. Is he Chuck E. Cheese? No. Yeah. What you doing in Chuck E. Cheese? No. Yeah. He cannot be at the birthday party as the man. Mm. They not going to go for that. Mm-mm. Glad no. we broke Your ex cannot see you rummaging through a trash can. <laughs> yeah, full of right yeah, You have lost all your shame, everybody else, but it, she can't see that. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> they cannot see that. <laughs> She cannot see you riding around town on your car and you got that little donut on there, man. <laughs> yeah. That hurt. That, that would hurt <laughs> right there. <she> <laughs> Oh, uh, he ain't got new your, tire money. Your ex can't see you. She at the stoplight. Yeah. She can't see you pull up next to her. You don't know it's her. You on your brother bike. Oh, oh my God. Sweating oh. like hell. Trying to make it to work. I tell you uh, what she can't see. What? I tell you what she can't see. She got them kids and pull up to a McDonald's window and you work in the window. <laughs> Hello, oh, man. Take your order, please. <laughs> you I thought I recognized <laughs> your boy. Uh, hey, everybody, lean over and say, hey, dear daddy. <laughs> uh, here's one that really hurts. Uh-huh. They cannot see you with your shirt open in some flip-flops in a yard. <laughs> they cannot see you over there. <laughs> you doing yard work. You just got a shirt open All right, get it together, guys. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, Steve. Steve, this one's for you. Jay, Tommy Jr. This segment is for the ladies. This is called, uh, Jay, Ways to Get a Man to Stop Hollering at You. Okay. Because it gets on your nerves, right, lady? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's so disrespectful. Things you can do. You, you got so one, Juice? when you say holler at us, you just, mean, You know, just to... aggravating you. Like, you know, call. Hey, what uh-huh. do you Ooh, ooh, ooh red bone, ooh, red, <laughs> ooh, chocolate, what's up? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Want to cut all that out your life? Some ways to get that done. Yep. Go ahead. Start coughing uncontrollably. <laughs> Off the rip. I'm talking about. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> what, were you... <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> that going to get us to walk away. Like emphysema? Yeah. yeah. Hard. Wow. Yeah. I got one. I got what? One. Mm, come on. Tell him you don't go nowhere without your grandmama, your deceased grandmama, and ask grandmama, Grandmama, you think he cute? <laughs> <laughs> you got an urn? right there with you. Right. At all times. <laughs> At all times. Uh-huh. i tell you what. i tell you what. When he get to macking real hard, you say, you know what? I got to go get some Depends real quick. I'll be right oh. back. Oh. I'll be right back. Yeah, I can't I think... go nowhere without my Depends. I hope they got my size still in, right? <laughs> oh, I'm taking notes. This, this is for I the like ladies. It. The guys are telling us ways that we can get men to stop hollering at us. Okay. Steve? Come on, Steve. Come on big dog. Tape a fake <laughs> test result on your chest <laughs> that says you have VD. Oh. That is... That'll stop them right away. They still call it VD. No, it's yes. STD no. now. STD, yes. STD you call now. it what you want to. VD is, VD is way back in the day. If you got it's that, it's VD yeah, dog yeah. on it. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. If you get it, you 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 you'll understand. You know you got it. Yeah. Act like you're talking on the phone and say, "Hey, don't make me shoot you again." Oh yeah. Oh. Mm. Just, okay. Just loud. That might work though. Right. <laughs> These are ways for the ladies to get men to stop trying to holler at them. To leave you alone. Yeah. Don't let them get too in. Don't let them get too hollers in. Uh, Start scratching right up under your neck. (laughs) (laughs) When you start leaving streaks. That makes me Yeah, just start scratching. He don't know what that scratching about. (laughs) He gonna stop talking. I like the dream. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Come on, nephew. Go in the closet and get butt naked and sit Indian style and burn some incense and start from. No, I am him cure. Not right there, I promise you, it'll run his ass straight on out of there. Come on, Steve. Help the look, ladies. Wait. When he walk up to you and start talking to you, say, look, mm-hmm. look, he ain't going to do nothing. But my ex is across the street watching. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't gonna do nothing though. <laughs> but he watching. <laughs> I like it, Steve. Uh-huh. Get him off, you. Get him right up off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on, ways to get tell, him in. Tell him you got seven kids, and the two oldest is still staying at the house. When he starts talking, ask, listen, I need a character with him. Will you come to court with me? <laughs> I need somebody to test. Will you come to court right then? Yeah. All right, what are we doing, guys? Ways to... Ways to get uh, men to stop hollering uh-huh. at you. Yeah. To leave you alone. Yeah. Stop bothering you. Uh-huh. Right, right. Bothering okay. Me. Look him dead in his eyes and say, you know what? I really want to hook up with you. <laughs> I want to be up front and tell you I am an amorphodite. 
Which her, one you want? Her man for die. <laughs> yeah, that right there. I got both of them. Which one you want? A morphodite. Which one you want? Both are scary. <laughs> I got both of them. I'm sorry. Before we, before you ask me a thing, can you help me lift my car off my hood? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Don't worry about that. I just need your help to get him out of this. Car. You ran over your right. man. I got one. I got uh, one. <laughs> Look him right now. I said, "You better step back." My girlfriend's very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> that, might, that might work. I like a more physical approach when they start talking to you. Because I know some things that just turn me off. Uh, uh, if you see him and he starts talking to you, hawk and spit. That me. I can't stand that right now. From the diaphragm. Get all of it in there. First it was coughing, now this. Hey, baby. Uh-uh. And make sure it ran right by his foot. Right by his foot. He go, he go walk right away. Do you want him to stop talking to you? Yes. Do it. Thank you guys for your help. These are ways that men we can do these things and make men leave us alone and stop trying to holler at us. What you got, Neff? Or just stand there and look at it <laughs> and start peeing right there. What? Just pee right there. <laughs> and just look at it and say, you know what? That happens all the time. It Incontinent? Just pee. Just pee and wipe yourself and hand him the tea. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, he's so gone. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe this is happening again. Are, did you oh, guys I, draw this from your own experiences? I, I hate yeah, when this, this happens. This is what I know will push me on. Come that's on. all we say. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That's what it sounds. All right, come Steve, on, come on. Close, close it, it out. <laughs> Ways to get a man. The last one. Yeah. This is easy. This is simplest, ladies. This one right here. If you don't have the courage for a lot of stuff uh-huh. and you just want to finally just get this dude out your face, here's one simple way to do it. Develop bad breath. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Coffee, <laughs> onion. <laughs> Coffee, onion. All right, listen. Uh, <laughs> coming up, it's more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. A new study suggests that writing a to-do list before bed could improve sleep. Okay. It does. It really does. Oh, it really does? Really? I got this from Steve. Steve uh-huh. has said, you know, write it out. And it really does help. You know what you're going to do when you wake up. Oh, okay. Do you have an idea of how your day's going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. And then you see yourself accomplish stuff. I did this well, I never finished the whole damn list, but uh-huh. I'm just saying, you know, you get a start at it. Because I do write lists, but not right before I go to bed. Yes, I mean, I don't have yeah. a set time to yeah. do them. I'll say that. All right. Study participants who spent five minutes writing a list of things they had to get done fell asleep nine minutes faster than those who wrote a list of things they already accomplished. Mm-hmm. It is believed that making a to-do list may offload those concerns, resulting in less worry before bed. All right. A study out of Baylor University split 57 university students into two groups, with both groups asked to take five minutes before bed to make a list. 
One group was tasked with writing a list of all the things they had to get done in the day or days ahead, while the other had to write a list of what they completed the previous day. Both groups were told to go to bed right after making their lists. So, Steve, here's your question. Do you have trouble sleeping? Are you constantly kept up worrying about things you have to get done? We think well, we know the answer. sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. I, I do have trouble sleeping about the worries of, you know, my life, what I need to do, what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I have moments like that. It's not often, mm-hmm. but I do have moments like when I have it, it's usually the reason. Okay. I don't know what else you're trying to accomplish. You trying to figure out these champagne <laughs> problems, coming. Tom? <laughs> girl, it, does he need to accomplish? Do I need another jet or? <laughs> dog, on. I what, got what, a lot that I'm trying to accomplish. What, what, what's on your dream board this year, dog? Oh, good question. Uh-oh. Good question. Uh, Get your feelings To hurt. revamp and reorganize my uh, company to make it more efficient. My, one of my goals is to hire really top flight people because I've I've been generous to a fault. I've given people opportunities who've taken advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I feel sorry for their families and stuff and I keep them on way past when they should be gone. And for the first time I'm having a system put in place where people are accountable for accomplishing certain things. And if you don't, then you lose your job yourself. And it takes the onus off of me having to fire somebody. If you don't perform up to the requirements, Mm -hmm. then you lose your position. So, 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 will you actually tell them, or you have someone? (laughs) You have someone to say you're fired. No, I hear it. I hear Well, you know, I have. Why would you be fired? Go ahead. I mean, no, I I have things in place now where I'm. I'm not so bogged down with the technical aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I've been doing wrong for years. Mm-hmm. I've been involved in every aspect of my life, which helps me because I, I want to have no, but I, it, it worries it, it just too much. Kind of like micromanaging in, in mm-hmm. terms of being un, in, in involved in everything. Right. And, I don't micromanage uh-huh. because I do give people the freedom, but in giving them that freedom, they've taken advantage of my busyness. Mm-hmm. And so uh-huh. now they know I'm busy, so they never perform. And they just uh-huh. keep getting their check. You know what woke me up? I realized, I said, in my company, I'm the only person who has to come to work. Other people can miss. I have to perform, and I have to make the grade. Other people don't have. I have no one else in my company has to do that. That stops in 2018. That's on the dream board. Does that answer your question, nephew? Yes, it does. All right. Coming up, it's more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 33 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. They've introduced Jay to murder. I don't want to. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, he's here. And I I say this begrudgingly. Mm. Why? Because we'll just don't never know how this is going to go. This is going to go fine. Ladies and gentlemen, here this fool is with murder in the damn hit. This week's murdered hit, what's the song by Neo? Good man. Good man. Good man, yeah. Huh. Huh. The song ain't nowhere near that. What? Nice knowing you, Neo. Nice knowing you, Neo. <laughs> Hit it! Get 
Somebody oh, said that. Man, man. we it's got cool, to do man. that. We got to do that song, man. But I gotta get. A, I gotta get. A, I gotta practice up, man. You ain't got to. No, no, that song is ready. I've seen you do it, man. The, the, the one he did yeah, on the show the, the other one day during the break. He did it at um, the Apollo too. Yeah, you've done and it. On with little song big shot. Yeah. What song is this? Oh, we can't tell you. Can't no, 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 we can't tell you. We can't tell you. You know, Something I just, whenever they have a piano player, they be trying to tune the piano. I just go over there and sit down and start playing. You can play. You need to use that. You need to use that. I got brush up though, play. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, what is the note? <laughs> I don't want to be the other man, other man. That's all I want to be. Oh. All right. Uh, <laughs> great job as always, Jay. Coming up, coming up, Steve's closing remarks at 49 after the hour. Gather round, everyone. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Here we are. Last break of the day. Thank you all for listening as always. Steve, come on and take us home with your closing remarks. Today, I have uh, some really, really good information. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really pleased with this line of thinking because everybody has them. Everybody has to deal with them. Everybody faces it. It's just so many people lose the point of it. You know, the thing about going through something, I think you can go through something better if you know there's a point to it. You know what I mean? People go to the gym to work out if they're trying to get to a certain point. The moment you don't see the point of it, going to the gym becomes ridiculous to you. It becomes harder to you. All of a sudden, it doesn't make sense. So what I want to show you is how to look at the point of something. And the thing that I'm going to talk to you about is something that everybody faces when they're trying to be successful. Because everybody is going to go through some difficult times. Everybody. I don't care who you are. You're going to have some difficult times. Everybody is going to have some challenges. 
challenges, difficulties, setbacks. You're going to have this, but listen to me. All of this is part of the process to succeed. When you are presented with these setbacks, these difficulties, and these challenges, I want you to understand what they actually are. They are actually tests. Everybody gets tested. The reason you have to have the test is because tests are presented to you to see if you're willing to go through the process. It's merely just to see if you're willing to go through what it takes. The challenges, the setbacks, the difficulties. The tests are just there to see if you are willing to go through the process. Now, in being willing to go through the process, it assures you something. That when you pass the test and you reach your goal, that you will have a level of appreciation for it. I'll give you an example. Somebody use your car. I don't recommend that. They're not going to take care of your car the way you do. Because they didn't pay for it. They're not making a note on it. They didn't have to struggle to get the down payment. They didn't have to make sure their credit was right. They didn't walk in the bank and get turned down a couple of times. Then go back and fix their credit. Now they got it. That's why. If you rent out your room to somebody, they're not going to take care of your room like you take care of your house. Because they didn't go through the process to get it. All they wanted was the room. Because they didn't have to fill out the credit report. They didn't go down here. They don't have the mortgage. They don't know what it took to have to own this house. That's why they ain't take care of their yards. Because they renting. Some people who rent don't take care of the property because it ain't theirs. Now, that's not all renters. I'm just talking about the case of some. Because when you go through the test, it causes you to have an appreciation for it. Now, the tests are necessary. The test teaches you things. The test provides you with a lesson. Tests are merely lessons. You're going to see these tests again, and when you see them again, they won't appear as nearly as difficult because you've already taken the test before and you've already passed it. The test also strengthens you. All these tests you have, it strengthens you. It's like lifting weights. Oh, it's heavy right now. If you put them 50s in your hand, that's heavy weight. But if you keep lifting 50s after a while, you can lift 70s. But them 50s, but guess what them 50s did that was so hard that you felt like dropping and you needed a spotter? They made you stronger. The tests make you stronger. The next thing that the test does for you is it makes you experienced. Because now that you have these tests under your belt, you know something. You can turn around and share with people how to get past the test because you've seen them before. This is the reason that you have challenges, setbacks, and difficulties because you are being tested. So when God gives you the thing that you're asking for, you will have a level of appreciation for it. You will have learned the lessons that it takes to maintain it. You will have been strengthened by the process and you'll become experienced by the process. Here is the last and main thing that the test does for you. These tests that they're presented to you. Old people have said it a thousand times. You cannot have a testimony without the test. How 
can you share this experience with anybody? How do you tell a young person what to do if you ain't been through nothing? How can you teach me how to play golf and you don't play golf? It's impossible. You can't be the swim coach and you can't swim. I'm sorry. You can't. You got to have gone through the process. It's the process and the test that gets you to the point. But you can't have a testimony without a test. You'll have nothing to say in your life if you've never passed any test. You'll have no story to tell. So all of you that are being tested, you're working on your story. Now, what story will you tell your children? What story will you tell your grandchildren? What story will you tell young people who need mentoring? What story will you tell people who they look up to you and they think you got something? What story will you tell? You've got to be tested to make it happen. Pass the test, deal with them, and you'll be fine. Those are my closing remarks today. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank you. You have All a right. great Thank weekend, you. too. Great closing remarks. Yeah. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. 
up. I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends.